All right, so we're through the finance minister for the government of Alberta, Travis Taves, joining us uh, earlier this morning. Uh, we've chatted with the opposition finance critic, Shannon Phillips, to get uh, the NDP take on the budget. Now let's move on to the Alberta Party. Barry Morishita is leader of the Alberta Party, and he's joining us now. Barry, thanks for your time. I appreciate you being here. No, thank you very much, Shay, for the opportunity. So how would you grade this budget, Barry? A being exceptional, C being average, and F being a total failure. What does teacher Barry Morishita grade this budget? <laughs> Well, I, I don't think it's a total failure. I, I think it, it's, uh, it's, we have to ask though, uh, you know, it's about securing Alberta's future was the title I think that the finance minister put on it. But I, I really think one of the problems is, is that whose future are we actually making better in the budget? And, um, and, uh, you know, it's a pre-election budget. There's a lot of gifts out there, uh, a lot of spending without kind of results, I think. And it's, you know, it's disconcerting when um, we're relying so much on resource revenue to yeah. carry us through and we have no no innovation in budgeting, we have no innovation in delivery. Uh, you know, there's so many small lines in the budget that just speak to a lack of thought put into what's going on. And, you know, overall, I don't think it's going to achieve the goals Albertans want. We're spending 10% more budget to budget, I think. Uh, and are we in better shape? Are we going to have better results? I, I just don't see it happening. Um, tell me more about that. Why? I mean, obviously, we know that the criticism always is you, you took money out of health care, you took money out of education, you took money out of this, you took money out of that. Now they're putting it back, at least. Um, what, yep, what, what's yep. the problem there? I mean, what's the issue? Where do you think they're not doing what they should be doing? Well, well let's start with the philosophy, you know, Shay. You know, the, the premier said, you know, administration costs and those kinds of things are things we got to avoid. we got to drive that money into the bottom line. Her own office is, in, is getting a 23% increase in her budget. How does that possibly serve any front line in anywhere in the, in the government? Um, when you look at the health care budget, and, you know, it's a big budget, so it takes a while to pull it apart, but, you know, the administration costs are going up double what the spending in general health is. Like, how is that? We're going to spend an extra $70 million relative to the budget. I admit that's not a lot of money. But $70 million goes a long ways in a lot of communities for all kinds of other initiatives. So I don't think we have a very good philosophy. We, we say one thing that we're really concentrating on, delivering to the front line, but yet administration costs are going to continue to go up. In fact, they're going to continue to go up for that whole three-year projection period. I think on the affordability, this this is another problem. You know, we got university students who are completely left out. And, and I admit, um, you know, the, the government did some good things on the back end by lowering interest rates and deferring some payments and and uh, those kinds of things on the loan side when, when they're done. But right now they're struggling, you know, and, and the, the union uh, cause uh, had asked for some relief in the front they got nothing um and the other thing is all these affordability things that don't touch working families without kids uh singles that are working uh people that are renting uh, you mentioned university students again they're not going to get anything and then all of these end in june arbitrarily mm-hmm. and again isn't that odd the 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 the, the elections in may so <laughs> You know, I don't think there's a very good philosophy in the budget, and you can see that. Um, I think on the education side, you see some increases. I still don't see that tied to a plan to actually reduce class size, to put drive resources into classrooms for students, to make sure uh, children with special needs are, are kind of dealt with where they are, where they need to be, so that they can have some success. We're still waiting for assessments for 18 months for kids with, with disabilities, things like that. And then I see that the private education funding is going to be 
grow at double the rate that the uh, public school funding is. That's And that doesn't include the transportation number that I can figure out. So those kinds of things aren't consistent with the philosophy that, you know, we're trying to secure your future. I think uh, this 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 budget is made to secure their electoral future. Fair enough. And I think a lot of people are saying the same thing. And I think that's, you know, I call it the privilege of power. I think most governments in their position would do what they can to try and win the election. That's job one. So let's let's put the shoe on the other foot. If if Barry Morishita was in charge of this massive resource revenue windfall and was coming up with this budget, what where did they miss the mark? What would you like to see? Because, um, you know, if you win the election come in June or I mean, of course, we'd, we don't know what's going to happen. But what 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 would be different? I mean, what would the framework look look like for you in terms of you know making sure that it's there's a philosophy what is that philosophy barry well you know i think we have to give value for money and we have to pay as we go and, and without resource revenue we have a budget for these in alberta i think we have to have a plan over time to get off of that train the resource revenue should be really providing us with the you know kind of the Oh, hang on. I'll throw you back on hold, Barry. Sarah can check in and um, see if something's going on with Barry's line there. Um, we're chatting with Barry Morishita, who is leader of the Alberta Party, getting his reaction and his take on Budget 2023 that was released yesterday. As If you're just joining us earlier this morning, we chatted with Travis Taves, who is finance minister, and we also had an opportunity to speak with Shannon Phillips, who is finance critic for the official opposition coming up after 10 o'clock. We'll speak with the Business Council of Alberta. Let's see if Barry's line's cleared up. Uh, Barry, are you there? Yep. Yeah, okay. I'm here. Can you hear me, Shane? Yeah, sounding much better. So let's get back into that conversation about, you know, you talked about this just spending without a philosophy. What's the philosophy look like from your perspective? So the philosophy is, is we, we've got to, we've got to modernize our taxation system. We've got to start to wean ourselves off of relying on resource revenue to fund our operations on a year to year basis. You know, and we're not taking advantage of the resource revenue for future generations. You see a lot of planning in the budget as an example. Uh, you know, planning for this health facility, planning for that, and, you know, makes people feel like they're going to get their facility really good, but there's no capital tied to it. And the Alberta Party would look at that and say, okay, how do we get good value for money? Give you a really good example. They're giving some money for planning for the stallery, right? Um, we know that the stallery hospital, children's hospitals, were needed. Um, $500 million, $500 million to a billion dollars, depending. They don't really have the estimate down. But it's going to create 200 new space, 200 spaces for children. But it's also going to free up 180 beds at the U of A. That's the kind of value proposition we should be looking for, a way more practical approach rather than a political approach to this. And, um, and, and again, we should be talking about how do we lower administration costs? How do we actually make sure the money drives into classrooms and and those need to be spelled out i think more specifically and the alberta party would be doing that the other part is transparency in the budgeting it's a huge document really difficult to find i found a thing in there today the tier funding we collect 533 million in tier but only 262 million goes out in actually innovation to help us reach those goals the other half goes to debt reduction now what does deficit and debt reduction have to do with tier funding those no, you're right. I mean, it is a monstrous document. We'll be we'll yes. be digging things out for days. There's no question. Yes, and so when it comes to um, uh, you know, link, I think the spending to outcomes. So if we, you know, the Alberta Party wants classroom sizes reduced, I think we have to have a plan to do that, and that's what the document should support. Um, the Alberta Party supports, uh, you know, innovative ways to provide primary care. Uh, there's a lot of opportunity out there, and it's all different in different communities. But there's nothing really driving it. 
uh, right directly to those solutions. And that has to be spelled out. And so Albertans know where their money is actually going. This is more poured in the top. We've got a really you know, beautiful portrait painted by the finance minister about how we care and how we care about the most vulnerable and we're not going to squander, I think the words are. But here we are doing exactly that, in my opinion. It's just, it's a shotgun approach to budgeting. Uh, it's not priority-based, and I don't really think it reflects what Albertans are looking for. Okay. Uh, Barry, unfortunately, I'm out of time, but I, as always, I appreciate you being here. Thank you, sir. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.